Greetings. So glad to have everybody here uh, to join us for our podcast, where we hope to be able to share about how we all are part of God's kingdom. And we all have little pieces part of that. And we are looking forward um, to being able to share how God is at work. So I am Sharon Hoover, and I serve at Centerville Presbyterian Church. And our co-host is James. James, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm James Hammond. I am in 12th grade, and I am the son of our assistant pastor here, Chris Hammond. And joining us as our guest this week is our pastor, Rob Bromhead. Hi, Rob. Welcome. Round of applause. Greetings. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, what an honor to be on this first ever, right, of the Pieces it podcast. Yeah, it's our, it's our first ever. And so we have um, just some questions that we would like to hear about how God is at work through your life. So first of all, thank you for agreeing to um, join us. And um, so we look forward to hearing from you. So the first question is, um, how about, can you tell us about when and how you first came to know Jesus? Ah, uh, yes. Wow. Um, have to go back in the memory banks a bit, but uh, one of the... Uh, one of the main people in my life was, was my mom. No surprise there, I suppose, like for many of us. Uh, but mom had um, really didn't know who Jesus Christ was until about nine years before um, uh, she sent me off to a Christian summer camp uh, because she thought, you know, it, it was important for me to be able to meet the same Jesus that she met um, just uh, a few years before. So I was shipped off uh, to upstate New York to this camp, joined a bunch of other high school age kids. And um, it was a summer evening in August and we're all gathered in this uh, pavilion and um, this guy sharing the, the, the gospel, uh, which was really, uh, I heard you know the gospel before, but he was putting it in my language and he was putting it at a level that I could really uh, appreciate. And uh, I remember it was the first time, even though I was with a bunch of my buddies and we were carrying on and, and fooling around, that um, I was hearing this guy talk about um, that, that we were sinners. And, and, uh, and it, it just something struck me that night that uh, before God, I, I really was somebody that was a sinner and somebody that couldn't uh, dodge or hide the fact that, that I, I was uh, somebody that committed a lot of wrongs and, and so forth. But, but the, the point that really got to me was he, he was talking about how Christ died uh, for me and for my sins, that he loved me so much and that he was inviting me, Jesus, uh, to come and respond and to publicly respond. And that's something I hadn't heard about before was, you know, what do you mean publicly respond? And, and I wasn't going to get up in front of my friends. Are you kidding me? I didn't want to be mm -hmm. uncool. But there was something in the center of my of my life that night that was just pulling me, prompting me um, to go forward, and and so I did. I I remember as I'm walking down this aisle towards the front, in front of all these kids, including some of my friends, and thinking, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this?" Um, but then when I got up front, I realized that you know it was time for me. Uh, to, to make a, a commitment to, to Christ and to publicly say, yeah, hey, I, I uh, embrace this Jesus. He embraces me as, uh, and I, I look to him as my Savior and my Lord. And um, 
invited him to, to take, take over my life that night. So, and I was just 15 years old, you know, um, a naive uh, kid that just wanted to, to basically, the essence of life for me was just having a good time. Um, but uh, in the middle of that, uh, Christ came in. And, uh, and even though my spiritual life was a roller coaster following that, um, that was really, I, I would say, um, the uh, pivoting point uh, in my spiritual life. Yeah, I mean, and that's interesting, too, because from my experience, at least, youth ministry can go like one of two ways, right? So I think a lot of the time, you know, it's good to hang out with your friends and get a little bit of, you know, Sunday night, you know, might talk to the youth pastor a little bit, might say hi to Rob, and, you know, you're going to church, so that's good, right? But then only like a pretty small percentage of the time, right? You're really actually like listening and getting something like super important out of it like a lot and i think it's hard youth ministry is hard like for like when sharon sharon i'm sure you can attest to it because the kids aren't really like they're not really going all like when me and my friends show up we're not like okay let's sit down and focus and you know even though we should, probably should be doing that and when it is like that and i've noticed that when we just never know you never know yeah. when the spirits at work yeah exactly so like sometimes like i remember like when sam was here like sam kind of spoke my language like how this guy spoke your language rob so sometimes when like me and sam would talk i would get something super like super uh i learned something or when i talk to my dad i i learned i learned a lot but a lot of the time i think it's hard in youth ministry and you were saying like your friends were there you're goofing around with your friends so that's awesome that that was kind of the the moment that you came back to however many years after and that I did the math. It was, believe it or not, 51 and back in 1969. But, you know, you're spot on, James. Um, it was God's, God speaking to me that night through that guy. And I didn't expect it. I, 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 it caught me off guard. But that was, that was God's timing in person. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and it's, um, it's interesting because from that point on, then God continues to work in, in our lives from the time... Um, he reveals himself and he draws us to himself. He, he continues to use us in his kingdom. And so, Rob, another question is, can you can you describe a time that you can think back? Like, when did God really work through you where you step back and said, whoa, that yeah. was all God. And how remarkable that he used me in whatever way. I mean, yeah. can you can you share a time or two like when, when you step back and you saw that God had worked through you. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. I have had to think about this. Um, but one, one event, one moment that came to mind was, um, I was, uh, the former church I was serving, I was working in, in the church office, uh, after dinner, it was in the evening. And, um, while I'm finishing up some work, all of a sudden I had this burden. I mean, it wasn't uh, to go and visit a particular family in the church. And, and it, it was sort of like a moment where it's like, go now. But I thought, oh, you know, I looked at the clock. It was close to eight o'clock. I'm thinking it's late. You know, I'm not going to go up. But maybe I'll, I'll just go over uh, later this week uh, when it's more convenient. And so I'm embarrassed to say from there, I went into the restroom. And as I'm in the restroom, again, this, this, this uh, desire, this burden to go and see the specific family um, came over me. And, and I kept, again, coming up with excuses until all of a sudden I had this thought. And, and the thought basically said, why are you 
uh, trying to make all these excuses mm. to try to drown out what I'm trying to get you to do. I mean, it was like kind of, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, why, why am I going to this, taking all this time to come up with excuses? So I got in the car, drove a few blocks uh, away. That was the other maddening side. It wasn't that, like I had to travel that far. And I pulled up to the front of this house of this family. Uh, the front door was open. Um, and I could see as I approached the front door of the house that um, this man, the, the husband, the, uh, the man of the house was standing there talking to his wife and he had, it looked like a gun in his hand. And so I um, <laughs> knocked on the door and he whipped around and as if I was interrupting something and um, recognized who I was and started walking toward the door with a shotgun in his hand. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, God, whose idea was this? Um, and so he came and, and he had this kind of he had this kind of strange look on his face. It wasn't like he was angry. It was more like he was just shocked and surprised. Um, and so I addressed him. I said, how you doing? And then, then I had explained why I, why I was at his front door out of the blue. And so I basically just explained. I just said, I think I had this burden from God to come by. It sounds sort of strange, but here I am. And, and he, then he turned ashen white and uh, put the, the gun dropped on the floor and then he said, come in. And so I went in and sat down and he and his wife basically explained that um, he was considering in that moment of um, using the gun uh, on his wife and then on himself. Um, with further context, he was a Vietnam vet and was going through some, um, you know, post-traumatic uh, stress and to obviously to a, a great extreme. And so he was in one of those moments and God evidently had prompted my heart and pushed me literally out the door uh, to visit them uh, in this in this opportune moment. So that, that was one of the moments that came through and we ended up talking and praying and uh, he ended up getting counseling and and uh, but it, it was one of those moments where you know, afterwards I look back and go, wow, Lord, um, forgive me for not being as responsive as I should have been. So Yeah. And I, I need to get one of these, these stories because then people can come interview me when I get a cool story. So, and I thought, I talked about it for a while. I was like my, my dad and, and at my old church, like everyone who go, who goes up on Sunday morning and, and Rob in his sermons always has like cool people, cool stories he meets that you can, you can see God through. And I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for my knocking on someone's roller shotgun moment. Hopefully it's not that. Hopefully I don't, well, not, if God calls me to do that, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I think those stories like that, that is what is going to, you know, draw people. Examples like that are going to draw people in initially than a lot of like just scripture and analyzing scripture and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a really powerful moment, Rob. And and I feel like um, <laughs> those of us in the in the U.S., we kind of discount God's spiritual work in our lives and um, his miraculous promptings, his miraculous acts. Um, we're, we're, we're so caught up in the rational part of life and everything needs to line up according to my plan um, that we don't make way for God doing that. Like you're right, I mean, you could easily, I, I hear you. I would have been the one rationalizing why I shouldn't go. Mm -hmm. Let me call, yeah. oh, but I need to go home. And this isn't on my schedule. I totally would have been there. 
And um, if, if I could be more attentive to the fact that God does still call us and he does still cause us to go yes. and be in his, in his name, I think we, we would be doing that more often. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Being available, you know, when God calls us, that's yeah. And not, not coming up with excuses like, you know, so. well, can I also ask what, I assume you were burdened from, or you were thinking about this family already because obviously there were some problems there. So I think, you know, if we can be, if we can just be aware of like those people that we need to look out for, like in our church family or like school or yes. work or whatever, then, you know, opportunities like that could pop up more than we think maybe. Yes, boy, absolutely, James. Being aware of those opportunities that are right there in front of us uh, that God brings into our lives, whether it's just you know someone in need or, or just someone that, that needs someone to talk to um, can make such a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that story with us, Rob. So I have, I have one more question. Okay. So um, how about recently? Um, where and how have you seen God at work recently oh my <laughs> pick from among the different areas exactly it's like uh, going to uh, a smorgasbord of of delicacies delicacies and trying to pick you know one of the one of them from that whole um table uh what what came what i'd say my quick answer to that would be it's actually in the form of a person uh in terms of how i've seen god work recently and that is um the person happens to be our new co-pastor, Aaron McMillan. Um, you know, I have learned over some 40 years of ministry that one of the greatest gifts that a person could receive is to have a colleague or a, a co-worker uh, in ministry that you really can relate with and you can minister with very effectively. Um, you know, someone who is on the same page you are theologically, uh, someone who has the same philosophy of ministry that you do, you know, in terms of how you approach um, different uh, ministries in the church, someone who can <laughs> deal with, uh, be honest, difficult people uh, in a very gracious and loving way, um, and someone who can tolerate my personality and my quirks and my weaknesses uh, with grace and patience. Um, and God literally has moved and worked by um, bringing to our church, Centerville Presbyterian, um, Aaron, who served along, has served alongside of me since uh, this past February as co-pastor. And um, I'll tell you, um, he is somebody that God has used um, to encourage me and uh, someone who um, th that I can learn from. Uh, I really marvel um, as he as he uh, uh, can talk to a person who's having some real struggles um, and and I'm feeling some frustration inside I don't want to acknowledge that but I am and and he just he just so graciously set as and whimsically just uh, loves this person and and cares and 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 ministers to them and I just sort of taking mental notes through this another example I mean you know Aaron let's call it a nice thing about Aaron is he's 20 years younger than I am. He's, he's, uh, he's hip. He's with it. He knows what's, what's in. Um, he can even name, you know, some of the hottest uh, groups right now. 
I don't even, never mind. Anyway, but he'll come up with ideas like, hey, Rob, I know. Why don't we make up a video uh, where we pray for the parents and students as they head back to school in this new virtual reality uh, during COVID and pray for them and pray for the teachers. And I said, you know, Aaron, that sounds like a great idea. He goes, good, let's start. And he'll go into his office and he'll pull out, you know, his iPhone and he'll start recording right there. Well, you know, this neophyte, I don't, I don't, I'm not prepared, but he, he just leads in and I follow his lead. And before I know it, we're both praying for the students, the parents, and the teachers. And so it has been marvelous um, to have him. He is, I see him as God's gift, God's perfect timing uh, to come here at CPC. And, and you know what? The verse that came to mind is one that we, I'm sure, all, all heard. It's from Proverbs where it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Well, Aaron is God's gift who fulfills that verse um, in my life and ministry. So that's how I, my quick answer to that question. Thank you for asking it. Yeah, Aaron's awesome. I remember the first time uh, I really interacted with him. So like he came in February, right? And I didn't really talk to him that much when the corona happened. And then I was bringing the boxes for the virtual mission trip to church one day. So I had 40 boxes in my car and I'm carrying them in and he's sitting there near the front door working on a sermon or something. I don't know. And he's like, oh, James, let me help you. Let me help you. So he's holding the door for me. I have to go back out and then go back in, carry more boxes in. He does it like four times. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Aaron, you know, it's cool, man. Like I got it. But, and uh, that was like my first glimpse of Aaron. And then, you know, we started talking more and Sunday morning. Uh, and then like two weeks ago, he reached out to me. Like he called me. I was watching football and he called me and he was talking to, just talk to me about like youth group and how he, like thought I was a cool dude or whatever. So he said something like that. I don't know if I remember right, but so I was like, I was like, wow, that really means a lot away from Aaron. And I think I like, grew this respect for Aaron like really fast because I, I do see kind of like what Rob's talking about. Like, I think he's a great leader to have in our church. So, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. A- I've seen definitely the Lord um, working through him as as he's uh, had the very difficult transition of trying to meet a congregation via little boxes on zoom and, and, and and bit by bit, as people are coming back, it's definitely been a challenge for Aaron and Amy and their family to, to try to connect. But, and, and so it's really, um, thanks Rob for sharing that and how, um, what a blessing and a gift that God has given to you as a coworker, but then also to our church family through Aaron. Yes. Amen. He's obviously a good judge of character based on what he said about James. I mean, <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. I, I hope so. He's got the I gift hope, of discernment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the virtual mission boxes, those were awesome, James. I appreciate all your help with that. Those trips were really a lot of fun. So I appreciate all the work you did with them. Yeah. I was in a, I had an interview on Monday for uh, Christopher Newport University, and I was talking about like what I, what I did with the virtual mission trips. And they were like, oh, that's so, that sounds so awesome. It was awesome. So That's great. Well, I'm glad you were able to share about that. Because yeah. it, it's interesting um, during this time, we're trying to come up with new ideas of which this podcast came out of that conversation as well. And just how, how do we connect with one another and how can we use the technology 
to be able to get the word out. And yes, podcasts have been around forever. Um, so has the internet and we haven't used it as much for ministry as we could have. So this will be exciting to see what, what we end up doing with this. Well, I mean, Rob probably didn't know what a podcast was until we told him about it, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad you drew that picture for me, uh, James, that, that really helped. I, I was, <laughs> that really gave me an idea what we're talking about. Thank you. Yeah. So I can't wait until, you know, we have a podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, thank you for being with us, Rob. We appreciate you being our first guest and um, we look forward to seeing how God is going to continue um, to use this podcast. Either of you guys have anything else you want to say? I've said it all.